If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast and live broadcast. I'm your host, Mallory Donahue. And if you are listening to this as a podcast, fabulous. Um, I hope you're having a good walk or a good time doing the dishes or whatever you like to do while you're listening to podcasts. But if you want to see the visuals that go along with it, uh, go to the Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash group slash Self-Sewn Wardrobe, and you will find me. You will find other awesome people who sew, uh, and we are all thoughtful, um, intelligent, talented people, if I do say so myself. It's fabulous uh, to be – I'm privileged to be an admin to such a wonderful group, but I know I kind of uh, – Got into that a little bit yesterday in the in the broadcast, but it's been fabulous to uh, see how everybody is growing and everything like that. Hello to mom. Hi, Eric. And Eric is watching with his grandsons, Theo and Thomas. So hello, Theo and Thomas. And hi, Lonnie. I mean, when I say that people should join the group, it's really because Lonnie's here is really the real reason. Isn't that right? I think Lonnie would agree. Hi, Kim. How you doing? Uh, I'm working on getting my uh, Kelly Anorak <laughs> worked on. <laughs> I didn't do anything after I uh, met with you guys yesterday. Uh, yesterday, I cut out the collar for my Anorak. I'm sort of doing a little experiment, something that isn't recommended by the pattern, but something that I'd like to try out. And so I have my hood done, and I've done this several times. I hope you all aren't getting tired of it. Ah, I just put my hood on during the live broadcast because I do have the hood just about all finished. And then I've got my collar cut out here too. So I need to sew the collar. The collar's, you know, two pieces. And I need to sew them together so that then I can put them on the neck of my jacket. Uh, the, The neck of the jacket, though, is not quite ready until I've put the zipper in. So... (laughs) Uh, Lonnie says that I think she admits she's awesome, but she says the Canadians contribute a lot lot to the group. That's for sure. Um, a lot of, uh, a lot of Canadians here and there, a lot of them are very funny and, and fun to talk to. And, uh, I, I'm glad, I think it was Kate said her kid is not melting down right now. So that's always a good thing. And Molly says that she's back at work, but she can't miss her stories. So Molly, I'm so glad that I am an important part of your day. And hi, Julian. And Julian, I hope that you got all that mess in your sewing room cleaned up. Uh, I think Julian experienced a little bit of flooding in his sewing room and and that is uh, never good. So I'm I I feel sorry for you, Julian. I've we I haven't been quite there, but uh, two locations of the shop ago, we had a, a an incident where it snowed a whole lot, and the snowpack on our roof like all of a sudden melted, and it was raining inside. The night we were supposed to have like a Christmas party at the shop, and. All this water came down. It was very near our repair department, but luckily it just came down on empty machine boxes, no machines. So that was very, very fortunate. Hi, Jacqueline and Amanda. Um, And so uh, we're happy uh, that, you know, you, you, 
obviously have a lot of resilience, Julian, so I'm sure you're back to sewing as soon as possible. Okay, so I've got my collar again here, and I used the pattern notcher yesterday to notch my notches, and it was uh, very nice to use on this linen cotton blend. And now I'm just going to sew these two collar pieces together, and it's not a ton of sewing, but, you know... You got to get the machine threaded up. You got to get things going. And so anyway, I, I'm just going to feel free to compliment myself on getting some work done. Now, this machine was threaded this morning with like some pink thread. And I don't even know if it looked like it was threaded right. I don't know who tried to thread it last. Could have been a customer. Who knows? All right. So I'm going to thread my machine. And the first thing I'm going to do is raise my presser foot, okay? <laughs> Lonnie asked me what I've been doing for the last uh, 24 hours. Well, I've just, I've just been busy, Lonnie. This is the Baby Lock Jane. Um, Jean just got one of these. So Jean, I don't know if you're watching, but I'm sewing on your on your new girlfriend today, your new Jane, and she's great. Jane is a straight stitch only machine. She'll go 1,500 stitches per minute, and so she's super fast and is a little bit of kind of a, an old-fashioned looking machine on the front. She has tension discs on the outside. The needle goes in sideways to what most of us are used to. The bobbin goes uh, inside sideways, quote unquote sideways as well. So a uh, little little different from maybe the machines you're used to working with, but it is it's more like a commercial uh, machine than a home machine. Okay. I had to pause for a second um, <laughs> to thread the needle, so uh, forgive me. Okay, getting this out. Hi to Lauren and to Karen, Tracy. All right, the bobbin is in there properly, so that's good. This collar is going to get top stitched later. I didn't bring my top stitch thread over here, so it's not going to get top stitched right now. And I don't want to top stitch it right away because, like, oh. And I think I'm going to have to pause for a second and get my bobbin in because now I've, like, dropped the bobbin into the machine. <laughs> Come back here. I don't want to top stitch it just yet because I am doing something a little funky, uh, kind of testing out, doing something a little different with the pattern. And so I don't want to do anything too very, too, too permanent uh, as I go along with this experiment. And if you're ever experimenting with something... With a pattern, you're kind of breaking the rules a little bit. This is something to keep in mind. Um, make sure not to do something super permanent. I'm just like, why would I go ahead and put, you know, a bunch of um, big top stitching on my on my collar if I'm going to maybe need to redo uh, something or take it out a little bit? I'm just not sure how that's going to roll because put my foot pedal on the ground because the way that this jacket is finished changes depending on whether you have the hood or whether you have the collar. So the hood on the inside and uh, on, 
On the hood here, you can see that on the inside, it's finished. There's a few pieces to this hood. So the inside is finished, and I sew, I will sew the hood to the neckline of the jacket. And then Heather, uh, you know, the designer of the pattern, Heather from Closet Case Files, recommends then putting a little bias binding to finish off those raw edges where the hood meets the collar. Except if you use just the collar and attach it to the neckline, you actually uh, hand stitch it closed. So I might have the collar there, might not need that bias binding. Um, the hood also, where it comes across and overlaps, is a little curved, but the collar is uh, doesn't appear to be. The pattern piece is not curved. It has a very sharp uh, corner on it at the top. So I'm going to curve that a little bit right now as I go because I want those two pieces to sort of match up and I'm going to be doing a little extra top stitching that is not included in the original instructions. So, oh, I know. I'm just trying to complicate things more than more than they are already complicated. <laughs> so I have the, this collar. It is a four-sided pattern piece and I'm only going to sew up three of the sides, right? And I'm going to do it at my 5 8 inch seam allowance. So, uh, okay, make sure I've got all this. Oh, probably go to a 2.5 here. Make sure that my presser foot pressure on this machine is set to the right place. There are different settings for presser foot pressure on the Jane and different settings for feed dog height. So I've just got my feed dogs on normal height right now and it tells me it's all color coded and that's nice and also I really love this machine because it's got very clearly defined marks on it so I know right where my 5 8 inch seam allowance is uh, a couple of you are saying you're having trouble with the comments um, this morning well this morning I don't seem to be having any trouble with the comments so that's a surprise <laughs> alright going along and I'm gonna stop. And I'll tell you what, really wish that I had my knee lift right now. But it's sort of hard to use the knee lift when I have this, just this one camera angle like this. And I can't, um, you guys wouldn't be able to see anything really. Oh, and I don't know if you can really see me that great right now either. Give me a second. Here we go. Okay. I'm gonna turn this. That wasn't very interesting. I'm sorry the machine was blocking the <laughs> your view. Okay, and now we get to go fast because we have a very, like, kind of a straightaway here on our collar. I'm just going to keep this together. Um, you'll notice I'm not using any pins. So this is something that we uh, have been talking about, how to handle fabric. And I'd like to go into it more in depth and make, like, a longer video with Mom and about uh, sort of the uh, the the subtleties of using, um, not using pins and just, you know, kind of manhandling fabric. And, oh, uh, Ilanka asked what machine I'm on. I'm on the Jane and Karen answered too. And the way I'm holding the fabric right now, and it looks a little awkward because I'm trying to talk into the microphone and show myself on camera, etc. I am pinching the fabric like this, okay, like if you were to make a little duck face for, um, for shadow puppetry, and then turning the fabric up a little bit. And so what this does is it places a little bit of resistance on the bottom layer of the fabric that tends to get 
pushed through or pulled through, excuse me, a little faster because the feed dogs are, of course, on the bottom. And so this can keep your layers even. Now, I'm not easing anything together uh, with on this seam. It's all one-to-one, -one, so there's no easing being done. So I don't need to be really like stretching one layer or not. But what I am paying attention to is uh, keeping my raw edges together on the side. And I'm looking at my raw edges, making sure they're up against the guide on my machine. I'm not looking at my needle at all. My needle's not going anywhere. It's gonna stay, you know, right where the needle bar is putting it. It's gonna keep penetrating the fabric in the exact same place. So I'm not too worried about that. If you were going to do this sort of uh, improvised curve that I'm doing right now, and it was something that was not familiar to you, I'd recommend marking your stitching line a little bit beforehand. I'm sort of eyeballing where five-eighths of an inch is, and I'm, I'm getting there. I'm, I'm doing a really good job of eyeballing. Uh, <laughs> so proud of myself there. All right, and then we're all good. Um, I'm not really going to backstitch here. I think I am going to just, though, leave a little bit of a tail because I don't want um, I don't want my threads to come out. There's a thread cutter on the side of the machine, but I'm not going to use a thread cutter that leaves you those short tails. But I'm not going to backstitch because this will get stitched over again. So I did a little bit of a curved edge so that it will match the curved edge of my hoodie here is, is what I want. So uh, now I would normally clip my bulk away. And then I would go over and press and turn, okay? Uh, but I'm going I think I'm gonna I think I'm gonna press a little bit. I'm just gonna test and make sure that this goes around the neckline of my jacket nicely before I do anything, like I said, too permanent, where I'd be cutting into some seam allowance. I do have a little bit of extra fabric, so if I had to redo this collar, I could. Um, and Kim says if I were to do that without pins, my top layer would be way off. I'm impressed. Okay, so this is where we really need to do those videos about uh, how to show the fabric who's boss, how to uh, you know, I'm not saying that I never use pins because when I go to sew this collar and hood onto my anorak and I've got like three or four layers and I will be easing a little bit. There are notches. Uh, you know, the collar is curved a little bit. The neckline is curved. So I will be doing that. Um, I'll be... I'll be needing to do a little bit more complex work. I'll probably pin at... Um, a couple of my notches, but then really the way you hold the fabric is so important. And the way you hold the fabric, you'll notice that I didn't have my hand ever really behind the needle, behind the presser foot for something like this. It's woven. It's a woven fabric. I'm not stretching it. Sometimes when you sew knits, there is reason to stretch your fabric. Sometimes not, though. Not all the time. Uh, sometimes there's reason to stretch elastic as you sew, things like that. But on this knit, or excuse me, on this woven, I didn't want anything to stretch. And, you know, once your fabric's back here behind your needle, the job's done. The stitch has been made. End of game, you know? So I really, when I sew, I keep my uh, hand in my little pinchy position, and we call that, I'm sure we're not the first people to do it, but we call it the ZD Sewing Grip, and I have a blog post about it, actually, with pictures. And 
I have the I have my fingers uh, I have my hand around the fabric gripped like that, and then I keep my other hand on the fabric, and I sort of let my hand right along toward the needle, and then I'll stop and reposition that hand. But I'm not like pulling behind the uh, needle. I'm not trying to guide from behind the needle. I'm not saying that it's always wrong to do that, but I think it can put people in kind of a bad place. I think they end up stretching things a little bit out of proportion when they are, you know, they have their hand behind the needle. So don't, um, you know, if it's working for you, great. But if you have a lot of trouble with fabric creeping, that can be a problem. So um, it looks like, oh, <laughs> Sam just joined and she said, good morning. I'm going to have to change my shirt and then leave for work. Uh, we have a matching easy t-shirts. That's what I'm wearing right now. And sometimes we end up wearing them to work on the, we end up wearing them on the same day and we look like twins. So Anyway, uh, it's it's kind of funny when we do that. But she, Sam's going to – she's not going to allow for the funny times this morning apparently. Okay. So uh, I am – I think I'm going to leave you this morning a little bit earlier than normal. Try to work on my zipper. I don't feel confident enough to try and work on that with you all on the live feed because I think that I would be not talking. Um <laughs> And it might not be very interesting to you. And uh, I think that my internet connection is not so awesome this morning. So anyway, if you're listening via podcast, it's great to have you. Uh, I will upload this video and it'll be a nice high quality video in the Facebook group. And to find the other sewing, um, the self-sewn wardrobe live videos, you can search the hashtag SSWLive in the group to see all of them uh, way back from the very beginning. And apparently this is my 101st broadcast. So that's a lot of broadcasts, but there are some cool things. And if you ask a question in the group, I can direct you to some of these. A few people have been asking some very specific questions or things I've already made videos on, and I'm able to point them to those live videos. So that's great. All right. Well, I will see you all later. I hope you get something sewn today. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group.